1: Hi again, everyone, and welcome to the Cincy Shirts podcast. It's episode 65. Today on our show, the first in our listener suggestion series, it's Bill Whitlow from Rich's Proper Food and Drink in Covington.
0: Like back in like 2011, 2012, I made like one Moscow Mule in 15 years of bartending or whatever. Uh, then she did like one of her episodes of like. Oprah's favorite things or whatever, said the Moscow Mule was her new favorite drink.
1: I probably made a hundred of them in the next, like, week. A Lexington, Kentucky native, Bill wound up in Covington after stops in Indianapolis and Louisville. The former law student discovered long ago he'd rather be behind a bar than studying for the bar. So we find out how you start your own restaurant from scratch, as he did with Rich's proper food and drink, what inspires the latest drink trends, and how his former employees, Goodfellas Pizza and Lexington, handled a potentially negative viral video situation. Uh, Be sure to listen for the special promo code to get 20% off. Uh, That's going to be at the end of the episode. Bill's going to choose that, so listen for that closely. And with the table set, well, let's talk to Bill Whitlow.
2: Cincinnati, Ohio Cincinnati, Ohio I come from C-I-N-C-I-N-N-E-T-I Cincinnati She came down from Cincinnati Just maybe think of me once in a while I in C-Shirts.com In Cincinnati. So, so this is a special episode Because we've, we've put We've put out our feelers saying Hey, if anyone has anyone that we should Have out on our podcast as a guest Let us know and, uh, and Scott Miller My neighbor Sent me a line and said Hey, you gotta get Bill on And I'm like, okay, cool Who's Bill? What's he doing? <laughs> and so I don't know. So I feel like we're kind of like, uh, was that Tyler Henry, the uh, that that the new hot medium that's out there? I'm just going to do a cold reading and you know try to guess everything about your about your life and what you got going on. <laughs> right. Larry uh, King
1: used to notoriously go in interviews and not know anything. Really? Yeah, yeah. And he would he, he prided himself on that because he wanted to approach it like somebody who didn't know anything about the guy. And um, well, that's awesome. And Robert Wool was on one time. Uh, this is back in the 80s, and people kept calling up saying, New Bomb Turk, New Bomb Turk" because that's where he was on Hollywood Nights, and Larry King had absolutely no idea what anybody was talking about. Nice. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> well, that's to That's <laughs> hilarious.
2: Yep, we're going to sound this. Oh, yeah, yeah. You energetic this morning, Josh?
3: Yeah. I always, I always wonder how uh, an interview is going to go or a podcast is going to go when... The primary topic is probably
2: going to be alcohol. Uh, yeah, well, it might be food today too, it, though, right? Yeah. Is it just
0: alcohol or is it just food? Oh, it's food and alcohol. But I'm my background <laughs> is alcohol. Awesome. And then I will. Well, we, I'll be uh, energetic yeah. here in a minute. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> I was at work till two. Um, yeah, the, the dog, the, uh, really hair of the dog. I guess it's not really hair of the dog. Cold coffee. Oh, Man. okay. So the uh,
2: yeah, so you're all in the the. The restaurant bar lifestyle, huh? So kind of, kind of my gig. Yeah. So yeah, so Bill, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like where? Uh, what high school?
0: Yeah. Are you Are from? We, Are you from Cincinnati? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not from Cincinnati. Uh, I'm from Lexington, Kentucky. So I went to uh, Dunbar, uh, right near Keeneland. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So used to skip out high school half days and shoot over to Keeneland bet on the horses, and try to get people to cash our tickets for us.
2: Watch the <laughs> Because right. we weren't 18 yet. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. we're out there mixing cocktails in the parking lot?
0: <laughs> not quite yet at that point. <laughs> uh, not too far. I, I did start behind the bar when I was 16 uh, at a restaurant down in Lexington. Wow. Yeah, a place called Regatta's. I was uh, a bar back and a host and a busser when I, mean, I was uh, 16 in high school. Where was that restaurant? Uh it's in Lexington. Uh, a uh, mall called Lexing- Lexington Lexington yes. Green Mall. Yes. Hey, you remember this? Okay. I do. I'm a, right on I'm a little a, lake.
3: I'm a stand-up comic. We've never met, so I'm a stand-up comic, and it's right next to Comedy Off Broadway. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's why when you I don't know a ton of restaurants in Lexington, but when
0: you said that, I was like, I think that's some place by the yeah, Comedy I got Club. to see uh, Dave. Um, guy From Full House, uh, cool, cool, yeah, yeah. Uh, there. I, was like, I was like, he's gonna say Chappelle, <laughs> no, no,
2: no, he's gonna say Atel, no, cool, yeah.
0: Cool,
3: Do we the know the biggest The Dave... fun fact about Dave Coulier, uh, he yes. took Alanis Morse's yes. virginity, yeah, and that what? her song, yeah, yes, um. <laughs>
1: You ought to know is about him. Yes, allegedly. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, for a long time, it was uh, it was a mystery, and it was believed it might have been a, one of her, her former producer, uh, who was in a band called One to One up in Canada. But then later, it was it was uh, divulged it was in fact Dave Coulier. Really? Yeah.
2: So Did she fun. go down That's on him cool. in a theater? Uh, Darren, I don't know. This is
1: but a family podcast. <laughs> I trying to remember the dude's name. Louise Rennie was the gal in the band in One to One. Hit with Leslie Leslie Howe. Um, and he was a producer, and in their uh, third album, in the liner notes, it says "So Long, Alanis, Have a Nice Life." And this really? Is, yeah, and this is way, this is before You Ought to Know it came out, and this is when she was still a, 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 t- a TV star in Canada and had that pop album out. This is before Angry Chick Rock Alanis. So, but still
3: uh, post, you hmm. can't do that on television,
2: right?
3: Yes. Wasn't she on
2: that show? <laughs> I believe yeah. so, yeah. So about I think I heard that. Yeah. If he was dating her when she was on You Can't Do That on Television, then that's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there it's might bad bad be a few things to need to look up on that. I
1: think she was 17 or 18 when he he produced that first pop record of hers, Leslie Howe did, so that's why people were a little suspicious. And then later it turned out, no, it wasn't, it was, uh, it was in fact, Mr. Dave Coulier. Although not awesome. looking good for, not looking good for Leslie Howe <laughs> in any case.
3: So see, see, this is what happens on our podcast yeah. is yeah. we get on these little sidetracks. Little tangents, like, I so cool, dig it.
2: It. podcast.
3: But that's fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy you remembered who you saw. Most of the time yeah. when somebody's like, I went to the comedy club, they were really funny. Well, who'd you see? Uh, some guy. He <laughs> talked about things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He had like hair. <laughs> was I, you. It was probably me. I'm, I'm very forgettable. <laughs> okay. So you got started at uh, bartending in the restaurant business pretty early.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, you know family friend owned the restaurant and got me working there when I was in high school and ended up staying with his company for almost ten years. Uh, which was fun, and got to move around at different restaurants and help them open, learn a bunch of stuff. And when you started, was it just like
3: I just need a job to make some money, or did you like? Have yeah. a, did you want to be see what the restaurant business was like?
0: No, I wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, that was uh, that was my aspirations when I was in high school, and uh, quickly realized it's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, I liked it behind the bar; it was fun. That's why I stuck around with his company for a while. So, so- did you get
1: turned off by law, or did you get turned on by being behind the bar?
0: Probably a little bit of both. I actually, uh, after a while, I ended up getting my degree in uh, finance and worked okay. in uh, insurance for a little while and realized I hated being in an office, and my office was more entertaining behind a bar. You know, you I, I realized that what I was working like to put myself through college, what was awesome, I liked that better than what I was doing. So You're not a fan of your weekends and nights, I guess? No, your, your I kind of hate time. myself, I think. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is tough. a little bit of Damascus in that way.
2: Yeah, I was in I was in the the restaurant industry after. Uh, well, I graduated art school, so that that's the natural progression of an artist is <laughs> uh, started bussing tables at Montgomery Inn, and then I started serving there. But yeah, after a while, it's like you just uh, you just feel like you're separate from uh, from the regular the regular uh, world out there. I
0: guess you definitely got to make some adjustments. Cool.
2: Yeah, I mean, man, yeah, the people in the art in industry are just so. Typically so laid back and uh, I don't know, hard work and I don't think they get enough credit for how much how many hours go into it. But Yeah, you like, said you're up till two in the morning last night. Yeah, I
0: got off at two. I got to
2: got to sleep about three. Yeah, and that's probably <laughs> typical, right? That's that's your Yeah. It's pretty normal.
3: And you're like, you know what I want to do tomorrow morning, bright and early? Go talk to a couple dudes in the back <laughs> of
2: Yeah. You, oh, so, God. you,
3: you use the word entertain behind the bar, which we'll get to, like, exactly the extent that you've taken entertaining behind the bar. But, how, like, was that something that you found at an early age of, like, to be successful at it, you needed to do more
0: than just be good at it? You had to- yeah, I was an introvert in high school, which nobody that knows me now would believe that. Uh, you know, I was the super quiet skater kid with long hair super shy and nervous luckily the bar like you know working in the bar completely brought that out of me uh when i was 16 i was working everyone i was working with was 20 to 30 years old and uh yeah like i said that didn't last long (laughs) Uh, they kind of changed the way i uh acted a little bit uh for the better i believe i was like i said i was very introverted and not very outgoing so there you
2: go so so you I mean, you end up going to, like, like bartending school to, like, you know, learn stuff, or everything's kind of on, on the We're all about like, research.
0: Everything's kind of on the job. Uh, yeah. on the job. Uh, <laughs> you know, this, the training and the research, you know, if I can really see my hand motions on a podcast, but, uh, you know, the alcohol helps uh, learn a little bit. Uh, Liquid courage. Exactly. Uh, not so much at work, but it's way more on-the-job training. You can't just read a book and step in and... Multitasking and taking care of And entertaining people And making them have a great experience Yeah You know I can go to McDonald's and get food I go to a restaurant to have an experience Exactly
2: So when did you come to Cincinnati?
0: 2012 Right on So I moved around a little bit uh, you know, I was in Lexington Then I moved down to Miami, Florida for a while Back to Lexington to finish my degree Moved to Louisville for a girl Left Louisville For that same reason <laughs> uh. <laughs> No, and then uh, some friends of mine were expanding their company, and uh, they had a couple pizzerias down in Lexington, and wanted to open the first one with an actual bar. Uh, and they were doing it in Covington, so I uh, was consulting for them, and they asked me to go ahead and move to Covington, Cincinnati, and oh, cool, run man. things for them. So who was that? Uh, Goodfellas Pizzeria,
2: right? Right on. Oh,
0: yeah. Wise Guy Lounge, yeah. yeah.
2: That's yeah. awesome. The uh, I've been to one on OTR. It's just like, yeah, that, that that bar up top is just so cool. It's, it's like fun. it's so hidden. It was it's a like, lot Man, of fun. does Half the town know those things here, <coughs> which obviously, if you go on the weekends, they obviously do. But, um, but yeah, Fridays I and slept. Saturdays, uh,
0: we'll uh, we'll take it out of you there. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun project too. OTR was the <laughs> just most me- rocking speed bar we had done for a while.
2: That's awesome. So that was so that was your first. Uh, uh, place you, you you opened or helped
0: helped open? have uh, done about you a dozen openings. A uh, yeah, you know, when I was with the, my mom's friend's company, I helped them open four restaurants. Opened one in Louisville. So opening restaurants is one of my favorite things as well. While well, I was excited to help them do that, so I helped them open four of them, uh, from Indianapolis down to Lexington. That's awesome. So that's, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, everything was unique in its own way, and it's always just, uh, an adventure. Working 110 hours a week, you know, for those first couple weeks, I was just to sure. That's the that hardest
2: things. thing to do with a restaurant is to get it get it rolling. You, yeah. You, you yeah. hope your marketing's on point. You hope you didn't hire a bunch of uh, idiots to, you know, that can that can do the and it happens. Do the work. And the, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've watched Bar Rescue and whatever. They they redo the they redo the whole thing and have to retrain everybody. And uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty stressful to watch. I can imagine doing it.
0: But it, we call it fun. Uh, we, maybe just pretend it's fun. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure, but it's kind of a camaraderie thing. I mean, everybody's suffering and having fun together. Yeah. you try to just do little fun things to keep everybody entertained during it. Act like an idiot. Yeah, and at, People... and at the end of the day, it's just food and drinks. You know what I mean?
2: Like that's what if we you know send somebody the wrong size shirt or whatever, and they go ballistic on us. We're like, you know what? we're still just selling t-shirts here you know what i mean let's let's get down to
0: i always tell people we want to we nail it every time and do a great job but hey i go home to my wife and i'm i'm thinking about how i had this terrible day because of one person that pissed me off and she's a social worker so she starts telling me you know some, what her day's like uh, what uh, some story about yeah. someone's like life and i'm just like you know what i'm just gonna go back to work right now and uh Keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not. This ain't so hard. <laughs> perspective. <laughs> yeah. 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 Perspective definitely makes it a, a lot easier. Yeah.
3: Well, I, I love Goodfellas Pizza. When I saw what happened with the bar stool, uh, <laughs> you weren't. You obviously weren't there. That was just last uh, year, ju- right?
0: I just left. The, I left the company about a year and a half ago to pursue my restaurant, and uh, that happened. Yeah, just a few months after I left. Yeah, yeah. that
2: wasn't too far so,
0: after.
3: Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with what happened, uh, Barstool Sports, uh, the guy who runs that website, he does a pizza review every single day where he goes and he takes one bite of a pizza and he gives it a score and it's got a crazy following. He's got a celebrity doing it with him almost every day now. and uh, it's on Instagram or is it? This is on, it's on Instagram. Okay. I, it may be other places too. I think he has actually an app. About all the different places he's visited,
0: the, yeah. The one bite app and review it yourself and all yeah. that stuff. So he he's in Lexington, right? Well, precursor. Most people don't know he came and he did the review on the one in Indianapolis. Okay. And gave it, if I'm not mistaken, the third highest score he's ever given. Really? Yeah. And this was before Lexington. So he goes wow. to
3: Lexington, I believe, for a UK football game, and. Very late at night, or very inebriated, he visits the Lexington Goodfellas Pizza. And as he's coming outside to give the review, someone basically, one of the managers, I guess, tells him, You can't be filmed. You don't have permission to film out here. And uh, he gives it a 0. 0.0 score. And through the pizza. Through the pizza. <laughs> And he just says these guys don't know what they've done. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: and the and then they yell. It, it was cold. It was this
2: and that. And yeah, the is, trolls follow. He
0: very much had a uh, little bit of ego behind that one. It, yeah. it helped them. They, I mean, the yeah. line was out the door at lunch the next day. They they saw I think they said something. I, I talked to yeah. the owners the next day because I was giving my you know calling them to see how they're doing. But I think they had like a seventy percent like spike the next day. Wow. It was something insane. Yeah. Everybody, they these guys are good people and they have a following. They have people that support oh, yeah. them. So. Oh, totally.
3: And, they, and, and <laughs> I love that they kind of embraced it. They put out a t-shirt <laughs> where they made the two O's in Goodfellas a 0.0. Yeah. And I just thought it was so genius, like, like unbelievably genius to flip it that way. Steer into the skin. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, who cares what the A-holes from Boston think? It's like they're not going to go eat your dang pizza anyway.
3: (laughs) But, you know, we've experienced that on a a smaller level. And I just, you know, like I'm just curious for your take on how social media and viralness and this sort of piling on that really has nothing to do with how good of a job you do or how quality your product is. Like how much you have to worry about that now
0: beyond just like. You know, showing up and and doing your work. It's crazy. Uh, Luckily, I've not been much of a victim of it myself, but one of my managers, the situation got blown out of proportion, won't go into it. This is back at the OTR, Goodfellas. Uh, He got filmed on TV, uh, kind of apologizing for the situation, and then started getting death threats and had to delete his social media, all because he was apologizing for a situation that happened with somebody else. Wow! Uh, they just got to put his face to a situation. There's just people kind of go crazy over things, and apparently, some people just have nothing better to do. Yeah. yeah for sure. uh, <laughs> it, no offense. Uh, don't. When it comes you know, down to it. Don't, don't, <laughs> Well, that's I don't awesome. want to all of a
1: sudden get trolled myself <laughs> so, yeah. so what kind of restaurants are you opening for your mom's friends? You, you opened the four in Indianapolis and down in Louisville The Americana, are they all different? Well that was uh, that was for the pizzeria That was oh, that's all Indianapolis and okay. Lexington was all, it was pizzeria
0: Okay And uh, the, my mom's friend was, um, that was Steakhouse's in Lexington uh, called Malone's Okay uh, Where I had to work at a
1: couple of those Well right. the Sal's, they got a couple different concepts Okay yeah. So, but your place now is your, you're not a franchise, you're like your own place. Yeah, uh, you know, after enough time, my wife and I decided it was time to take the plunge and uh, open something ourselves. So how do you decide what it's going to be? It's gonna be American, is it going to be Americana? Is it going to be, you know, tropical? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be what? I'm always curious how Guess people decide <laughs> what, what <laughs> kind of restaurant to open. No, the trendiest
2: you... one Like my possible. wife, I would we'll probably
1: want to open a tiki bar. What's that? Oh. We'd, we'd love to open a tiki bar. That'd be, I uh, think that's everybody's dream right now. Tiki bar in the back, t shirts in front. <laughs> there you
0: go. Yeah. Now, you do do some market analysis. Yeah, I've done yeah. consulting in bars before as well. I mean, we looked at the area, we found the space first. And then we looked at the area and looked at what was around. Uh-huh. Uh, so we're right across from Hotel Covington, uh, Madison. You know, on Madison. Oh,
2: nice. Uh, okay. So
0: you know, there's lots of Asian restaurants, taco restaurants. There's nice food. There was kind of uh, eclectic, where an inspirato was still there. But you look at what is there and what it needs, uh, and there was no really Americana and seafood in this, the area. So we kind of jumped on that
2: oh, with awesome. our own
0: unique. Take,
2: yeah, so tell us the name of it. Riches Proper
0: Food and Drink. Riches Proper. So, who's rich? You can't Nobody yet. It's a that's the way I figured out to say it. Uh, no, it's an old jewelry store. Uh, it was Riches Grew and Watches. We're actually in the oh, middle neat. of uh rehabbing this huge 18 foot tall by four foot wide, like neon sign. This thing's gonna be lit back up. You'll be able to see it from Cincinnati. Oh
2: wow! So uh, it was the original where your space was, with yeah. the jewelry store. So you just kept that name.
0: Exactly. Is it Jewelry themed or anything, or is it? Just, no, that, not that, really. That,
2: do the All oysters right. have pearls in them?
0: Luckily not, because I <laughs> don't want anybody breaking their teeth. But uh, the oysters have not found any pearls yet. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, that was it. Was an easy way to grab kind of a name for because we'll be able to historically we can put that sign back up. Yeah. So nobody else will have a sign that freaking big in the area. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so it's kind so of so it's like eye-driving. grandfather nan, I guess. Exactly. Historical grandfather nan. Oh, whole... it's love
2: that. Like, who's gonna exactly. complain about that? An original sign being, you know, uh,
0: refurbished and oh yeah, the city's up? excited about it. We're excited about it. We just can't wait to get it get it back up.
1: My daughter that's loves awesome. Covington. As do I. Yeah, yeah. We
0: had uh, something in common already. She
1: worked for Baker Hunt, the uh, little gallery. It's a couple blocks away yeah. from you. Yeah, yeah. She worked there, and she's uh, she calls herself Miss Covington now. So. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. She loved it. Well, tell you something it? about that. P.S. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had no idea how much I would love Covington. When they told me I was moving up there, I told them it was short term, and they were gonna have to move me back to Lexington. That way we could expand from there. Uh, I didn't know anything about Covington. I'd only heard bad things from the past, and I, I fell in love quick. You know, now I bought a house, got married, and opened a restaurant here. <laughs> I, mean, awesome. I
1: absolutely love this area. You're dropping anchor. You're uh, right by the Madison Theater there. Yeah, yeah. So love that, Madison Theater. So people going to see a show. Stop by Rich's Proper. And that just got taken
0: over by new management, so it's going to be uh, some cool shows. Because I mean, the first time I ever went to Madison Theater was uh, it's probably close to 15 years ago. I went and saw the Black Crows
1: there. Oh. I mean, they get some cool stuff. That's got they some do. history there.
2: Wow. But not in a while, though, right? There's oh, you no, know, we, of... we
1: just saw Pale Waves at the uh, the little place next door that they have, no, Madison, uh, Madison Live. Madison Live, yeah. Yeah, and the last proper show we saw there, we saw the, uh, whatever the Q102 thing is, the bosom ball. What? Yeah, they did that big our, thing every year. F- our friend Lights was part was on the bill, so we went and saw the sound check. You pay a couple of bucks to donate, and then you get to meet the bands afterwards. and oh, that's cool. Yeah, I can't remember who the, who the actual headliners were. The revi- uh, revivalists.
0: They've had nice. some big shows, like, I think it's called Leslie is going to be there, which is sold out. Uh, this guy, Tyler Childers, uh, like, apparently very Chris Stapleton-esque. I uh, just sold out three shows in a week there. Wow. Other bands that I've never heard of called, like, one's Pigeons playing ping pong. Yeah, be Bunbury. Oh. Oh,
2: yeah, they're playing but, Yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. that.
0: Uh, they sold that out. I mean, they've gotten yep. some, wow. some fun stuff over there. Yeah, I'm really out of the loop. <laughs> uh, like,
2: like, as soon as you have kids, it's like, yeah, you can't you can't <laughs> be the cool music guy anymore. But that's awesome.
0: I had never, I mean... No clue who Pigeon's playing <laughs> ping pong, or I, you know, just, I've never heard of Tyler Children's. I'm, I'm hearing about all these people because I have to know when we're going to get crushed on a Tuesday night. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah that, that's
2: awesome that, uh, you know, the neighborhood can help you out like that.
0: Uh, ah, we love it. You know, bring it on. Uh, the neighborhood's great. Everybody works together, you yeah. know. People promote each other. Hotel Covington promotes us. We use the bread, and our we get our bread and uh, sausage made across the street at Pepe Guccina. Braxton throws events that features places all around us. It's a whole neighborhood thing. Everybody's working for the revitalization of the neighborhood. Yeah,
1: I'd say they're doing a pretty good job. That that section certainly is really is uh, really nice now. It's coming. It's
0: definitely bumped up. Yeah. And you can, you know, it's walkable. They built that whole Dubinac Square and everything. People like, walking their dogs out there. I mean, when I moved here seven years ago, you didn't go to that area. If you were going to that area, you were not going for good reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're going to get something wrong.
1: Uh, now, like, it's beautiful over there. Yeah. So, you, I'm curious back to the menu thing. You're, okay, you decided on the space, everything like that. But how do you decide the actual menu? And I'm always curious about this, with like how people, is this stuff that you've just made at home and think people would love this? Or uh, no, I needed help with my chef. and I, it. Chef and I worked together on okay. it. I had some things that I wanted.
0: Uh, I was at a restaurant in Louisville that I managed uh, called Dot Crows. And it's what taught me. So, they did uh, different food. It had, it was more of a barbecue shop. But they're the ones that taught me you could do a $8 pork sandwich and pair it with some really nice oysters so they did beautiful oysters you know nice wasn't cheap with cheap food and it worked and they were packed and you might only sell a very cheap sandwich but you might also sell a dozen oysters for 30, you know 36 bucks um and paired together it works out as a, uh, a viable restaurant plan so that's why we paired some decently priced pub fare that the area didn't have with oysters and a little other seafood that the area really didn't have. Uh, you know, all the restaurants I worked at in Lexington, too, had oysters. So I was in oysters, at least in proximity, yeah. if not, like, very intimately, for about 10 years before I did pizza.
2: Wow. Uh-huh. So what are the challenges with oysters? I, I actually had some uh, last week down in Florida. but And I know that nice. you know, there's some restaurants around here that have them. Like, I mean, are you next day in? Next day, shipping those in, we
0: get you know, them in from three, four, five times a week, whatever we need to get them in. Uh, we get them in small batches. Uh, Chesapeake, like we there's one species of chespeaks that we use for a lot of our different preparations. Uh, our dollar yeah. oyster night on Wednesdays is chespeaks, and then we get our other specialty oysters in literally five dozen at a time. So sometimes we'll sell out of them in one night, wow. uh, two nights maybe, like but so. Then we keep reordering those and getting them shipped in of different species. It's got a constant rotating selection, and, you know, it stays nice and fresh. Heck yeah. So how many different types of,
2: uh, let's get into some uh, nerd oyster talk now for oh, a second. God. Blue Points is one, or is that the Chesapeake?
0: Uh, I mean, no, Chesapeake's and Blue Points, slightly different. Okay. Uh, you know, just by proximity. But Chesapeake's are, like, very mild flavored, mild texture, great for, like, Doing different preparations of. Blue points have a little bit of brine to them, a little meatiness. People really dig those as well. And then, I mean, we do all kinds from all in that area. Tons of different stuff on the West Coast. Get up in Canadian. Uh, is, it like, is there like a craft
2: oyster industry? Like there's craft beer and bourbon and all that stuff where, you know, people are uh,
0: cultivating hey, these. Hey, what's crazy is there is a <laughs> cult following of oysters because it's hard to find a place that keeps good, fresh oysters. Uh you know, there's only a few places. You know, before we opened up, if I was going to eat oysters, the only place I would trust really, you know, any of Ruby's places or like Anchor, and I'm sure there's other places I didn't know. Just yeah. I don't get out. A Washington Platform been around a while. Washington Platform, thank you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> My mother-in-law bartended there for 25 years. Oh wow! Well. Uh, so yeah, Kitchen yes. Post has them. There's yeah, like I said, there's other places. It's just not a Huge amount, and a lot of the places don't specialize in them. You know, uh, Washington Platform does, but uh, for other people, it's more of a side gig. We wanted to really push it, yeah. Uh, and now with Anchor gone, uh, yeah, it's I think us and Washington Platform and Ruby's and then a few other places that I'd really trust to go to get oysters. Yeah, so you got
2: the Kentucky lo- Oyster game on lockdown. <laughs> I'm working on. Man.
0: Do you still yeah. do pizza,
1: or are you tired of pizza? Uh, I've retired from that aspect. Uh, <laughs> no, it's more of a... Because pub fair, sometimes you will find pizza, you know? Yeah, with our equipment's really
0: not... We we looked at possibly doing like flatbreads and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't very viable for us. We needed stuff. Uh, we have a lot of seating for the size of our kitchen. Uh, we have like 65 seats inside, but our patio will have about 80 seats. Ooh, wow. So we have to be ready to... Slam it out. Yeah. And
2: that's kind of opposite of like the places in OTR, anyway, that have like two booths and four hour waits. (laughs) Um, I mean, you guys running waits on on the weekends or any of that
0: stuff? Sometimes people have, uh, you know, just have to wait a minute to find a seat, but it's not too bad. We. There's, like,
2: a fine line between,
0: hey, we want to, you know, always be on, like, a 20-minute wait or... I just want everybody to be wanna... comfortable. Because you don't want to look uh, dead. I, we don't. That's why I don't like to open huge spaces. Like, I remember the first time I walked into Toby Keese. You know, he's not there anymore. But the first time I walked oh, yeah. in there, I was, like, there, there were, like, five people in there. And I felt like I was about to get swallowed. Yeah. Uh, that's why I like the little bit of smaller places where you always feel comfortable. You don't feel like you're about to get swallowed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you can put 15 people in there and it looks just fine.
2: So what about like, you know, keeping up with the cool kids and the trends and the, you know, you're cool today, but tomorrow, you know, you know, I mean, do you plan
0: on? To, Good service never goes out of style. There you uh, go. That's, that's my, that's what I preach. Comfort and you see and this service. being around in
2: 20 years or you're like yeah. five years, we're going to change the concept and we'll close down for two weeks and then it's going to be
0: uh, bills, ribs, whatever. I mean, I can't, ribs, s- whatever. Hu- I can't tell the future, but we just try to. I've always been about comfort and good service. I'll go back to a place that has great service and mediocre food a million times before I go back to a place that has the best food in the world and garbage service. Yeah. Not to say we have mediocre food. That is not, that is not right. <laughs> uh, But, you know, I, I love. You know, service is what brings you back. That's that experience I talked about. You just want to feel like you've had an experience for your money. Yeah. That's why people come back and see us a few times a week sometimes. It's,
2: and I feel like it's hard to get good service at a lot of places now. Or Especially, you know, obviously like the Applebee's and whatnot, but uh, yeah, I don't know how many times you're just sitting around, and you're like, Oh man, this is this like you don't
0: want to be turned into a snob? You're like, But am I gonna get more water here? Yeah. Like, let's see. Uh, a, a couple made a great uh, I uh, to funny leave? this weekend about that. Uh, they came in Friday and had a great time, they were in town from Cleveland singing at Hotel Covington. Uh, They came back Saturday, and they are like, man, we had such good service. We had to come back. I was like, well, you know, good service is only on Fridays. It's uh, Saturday now. (laughs) And uh, they were like, well, that's what we're used to, so maybe we'll be more in our element.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's wild. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the world world of the the, the Yelp reviews and whatnot. Hopefully those those (sighs) types of places get get, uh, weeded out. So how long has Rich has been open? Uh, About five months.
0: Okay. So we're still, uh, you know, getting our sea legs, hitting still getting everything, hitting our stride. About to get the patio open for the first time, so we'll see if I survive that.
3: That's <laughs> exciting. How do you come up with your menu for the first, like, when you're setting up the restaurant?
0: Wild freaking guesses. Uh, <laughs> 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 at the first we- menu, we we honestly had some missteps. Uh, we had some people unhappy with our first menu. We I think we missed the mark on a lot of stuff, uh, and that's How why so, you gotta. Like, what do you mean by that? So with riches, you with already, riches, yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, when we first opened, it was all counter service. People didn't dig it, so we changed and we went more to a table service aspect. Um, when we first opened, you know, some of the food we didn't have a kitchen to, you know, pretest everything. We kind of just did some cooking at home to see what would work, and you know, some of the food really wasn't appreciated. We had, and for understandable reasons, some of the stuff just didn't work in a kind of a commercial. You know, high volume aspect, and yeah. people weren't happy with it, and understandably so. Uh, so that's why we've kind of. Um, feared
3: I've always been curious about that. Like you know, like thinking, like if I ever opened a restaurant, would I pick stuff I like? Would I pick stuff I'm just I know I'm good at, or would I pick stuff that's easy to make in quicker, bigger quantities? Like i that's popular. You know, do it's, I yeah. do I look at? I mean, I'm sure you have to look at where your space is, but. Does the part of town you're in dictate what should be on the menu more than and that? The, you know,
2: does Westerner is yeah. different
0: from Covington. But now he's yeah.
2: feeding people from Cleveland.
0: Yeah. Right. It's like so now I, he's doing research on our uh, mac and cheese. <laughs> I, I know some Southern friends that came in and loved our mac and cheese. We got complaints on it all the time because it was more of like a, a roux based like mac and cheese, and not what people were used to in the area. So you've really got to uh, yeah, you do have to play to where you are at. Coming up with a new menu was a whole new thing for us. I'm used to opening new restaurants, but for existing right. concepts, right, right, people that already had a restaurant going or pizza was already set. We already knew what we were doing with that. It was just opening the new restaurants, opening a new this brand new thing was. Uh, it's a little bit different than making drinks. Yeah, you, know, you can really quickly change what you're doing with the drinks. You got to really figure out what you're doing with the food. Yeah.
2: Well, tell us about the drinks. Uh, so you've uh, won. Actually, people in Cincinnati need to realize. Well, I don't know if they need to realize this, but there are more bartenders in town than just Molly Wellman. Yeah, but she's fantastic. Always yeah. we, a friends. friend. We she love her. She on the show. Yeah, yeah right, but the it's the like wow. Like when someone suggested, "Hey, you need to talk to to uh, to Bill." He's uh, you know won like uh, bartending awards and stuff. We're like, wait a second no There's i think that, one? i think that's amazing that we have
3: more than one like you know what i mean like yeah i don't know maybe that's a thing in in bigger cities like miami or new york or somewhere it's like this place has the guy or the girl and it's like you think cincinnati's got two like
2: world-class bartenders maybe more
0: than yeah, that, more than that. I mean, but if you understand got, what i'm we trying got to say a couple
2: great ones Yeah, well, she's Cincinnati, so she's the queen of the north, and you're the king of the south. There
0: you go. I I haven't (laughs) seen the first two episodes of the season, so Uh, let's not get too far into it. I just watched it last night, so. Uh, Darren (laughs) caught up last night. (laughs) I I gotta do that. But no, yeah, bartending, I love it. It's been, uh, and then competitive bartending's been, it's one of those things that pushes you. When you actually have to go head-to-head against other people and you don't like to lose, you don't want to be in the car with me after I lose a competition, it's... So really? walk us through
2: that. Is that like, I'm, I'm picturing cocktail Tom Cruise, you're <laughs> flipping this stuff.
0: Those exist. Uh, That's not my style. Uh, ours is just more about making a cocktail for you okay, know, a number of judges so and the they rate matters. it. Yeah, the drink it's matters. It's not the showman, showmanship. And no, those stuff. guys are entertaining too. Uh, there's, you've got one of those guys in town that is one of the best in the country. Uh, he works over at the casino. I was
1: going to say, really? I, I think I've seen
0: him. Yeah, uh, Rocco. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: He
0: goes by Rocco. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Oh, my God. Don't be listening to this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, as
1: always, yeah. I'll, I'll tell him after the show. But I've seen that guy. I just got my wife a glass of wine one time, and I watched him. Just Things were flying yep. around and everything. Like, wow. That's-
0: yeah. He uh, He's one of the top. And uh, actually, I think his either fiance girlfriend, wife, uh, she was in Vegas doing the same thing. Did he used to be at the waterfront? Is he that? Is he old enough to have been there? He's old enough. Uh, I
3: don't there was know a if guy. Was. I remember. There was a guy at uh, the waterfront in Rumba, <laughs> which was the nightclub upstairs <laughs> back in my college days. Oh uh, yeah, you weren't
0: here for that. How so. was it? I've uh, heard all kinds of stories about the waterfront, <laughs> sure, though. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but he. But I remember him being the showman and Thomas and, and
0: Ivy. Is Thomas
1: that I- I- that's yes, it? that's it. I was yeah. using my internet
0: machine to try to find out. Yeah, and uh, I used my my. Broken machine up here. (laughs) (laughs) So I hear you make a mean julep. Uh, yeah, we just won Best Mint Julep in Kentucky this year. That's crazy. There's a lot of competition in Kentucky for mint juleps. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They took two of us from Lexington, Louisville, and uh, Northern Kentucky. All I got to go to Louisville for the opening uh, Derby Festival. It was like seven, eight hundred people there. It was insane. Uh, And doing our different takes on juleps, and got voted uh, number one. it was pretty cool. So, okay, so what I was getting at when we started this is
3: that I'm I'm 42 years old. I've never tasted alcohol.
1: Don't not, trust him. Yeah. And,
3: <laughs> trust me. I, <laughs> I've i had my vices. Um, <laughs> but uh, to, so some, someone who's an idiot about this stuff, how do you make a mint julep different than other people? Does it, is it more...
0: In the process, is it is it the type of you're basically just you changing use. it like just throw out some it. bacon? <laughs> I made mean, like mine was a smoked chocolate mint jewel. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. somebody else did like a pineapple banana mint jewel. Uh, okay. uh, it's, it's completely taking your take on things. Okay. Uh, so you know, i was trying to think. Hey, what goes good with mint? You know, besides bourbon and you know, sugar, chocolate. Or yeah. smoke with the chocolate, uh, you know. I put a little Spanish brandy in there, uh, yeah, some some different fun things, and wow, they kind of just. I, I don't even want to start comparing it to a chef, but you start remember you just start flavor matching in your head. That's I learned that from a chef I worked with at uh at the Sealbach in Louisville. Uh, his name is Bobby Benjamin. He's the one that taught me to remember flavors and how to pair them in your head before you ever get to. The plate make it, yeah. uh, is what he compared it to, and uh, that way you don't waste a bunch of stuff. That way you actually get where you want to be a lot faster. So, how much can you add or subtract from a mint julep
3: before it's no longer a mint julep? Like, is that what has uh, to be in I it? I was to say it's
0: it just has to be bourbon, sugar, and mint. Um, I mean,
3: so what we're
0: all it. making for these competitions is. Most, it's not really a mint julep. It's a cocktail based yeah. on a mint julep, yeah. but you can't just take a, you know, it's not exciting when six people are making the exact same drink. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> so that's why they don't, you know, the Woodford Manhattan competition, you don't, you're not actually making Manhattans anymore. You're making bourbon cocktails based off of Manhattans. Yeah. Well, my wife loves mojitos, right? Oh, so do but I. But she. But I went to mo- Miami. Mojito. We killed mojitos. It was awesome.
3: So, but like when we go to a restaurant, she can, you know, it's it's not. It doesn't seem to be a drink that uh, is the same everywhere you go, even if it there's not like extra ingredients added to it to do a off of, of of a mojito. It's it really seems like that drink is about the
0: process. No? Yeah, that's true. Some people just. I mean, a cocktail can be just executed a little differently,
3: uh-huh.
0: uh properly and. Incorrectly or you know just differently. Uh, I've had some awful old fashions and I've had some great old fashions. I've had awful mojitos and I've had great mojitos.
2: So yeah, how do you make you a know. great mojito? What's your secret for that? I'm gonna go home today and uh, whip one up. You got to muddle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, get it.
2: I tried. A guy who's never drank. I or tried to learn how to make one. Like I, like one. I know some sober uh, bartenders. Well, today you muddle and tomorrow you don't muddle because it makes it bitter or whatever. I, like what's I'm you
0: know with that one you just it's <laughs> mojito is a great. Aw- I got to learn from uh, Bacardi's like ambassador who they came and taught a bunch of us. Uh, like I said before, Derby, uh, it's all about not twisting on that one, so you don't rip the mint and let the chlorophyll seep out and become bitter. It's all about using real simple syrup as opposed to high fructose corn syrup. Simple syrup you buy at the store, you got to make it yourself. There is a difference. Uh, it's it's the quality of the ingredients that go into it. Uh, that's why we don't use pre-made sour mix at the restaurant. Okay. There's oh, the a yeah. difference between buying that and, you know, going to the store and buying sour mix that has artificial flavors and corn syrup and things like that. I'm fascinated by the bourbon
3: culture. Uh, that's another thing of, like, not being a non-drinker. My my father in law, my brothers in law, all my friends—they're obsessed with trying different bourbons, having their favorite. It seems to be like who's cool of what they what they like, or you know how they order it, or you know if I've ever even found a bottle of it because it's so secretive. It's got to be annoying, right? Because it's like the cool thing.
1: You know... It's a very Kentucky thing, too, so I imagine it's even... You know, I don't feel like
3: it's even... I feel like it's way bigger than Kentucky now. It's, uh, it's it originates in yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, but I mean,
1: the, the, the pressure would probably be more here, though, because this is, you know, this is properly where bourbon. I feel exactly. like Kentucky probably embraces
3: it, because this yeah. is where it's all coming from. Yeah, right. So they're like, let's come up with a thousand different kinds of bourbon. <laughs> even and in try Kentucky, to get everybody control. was
0: drinking vodka 20 years ago. I mean, when I first started behind the bar, and I was in Lexington, we had four bourbons behind the bar. By 2005 when we opened up the Hamburg store, we had like 10 then we expanded to 20 we were like the spot for bourbon uh now Are they mostly made here or is it other of other 95 percent made okay. in Kentucky but now you know the my old place had like 600 on the shelf we have like 300 on the shelf and if you don't have at least 50 to 100 you know you don't have a good selection by you know today's standards it can get a little annoying but overall you know, that's what's made my kind of career how i've you know advanced recently is because of bourbon the boom is you know kind of helped me develop who i am and got to where i'm at so we're going to say that it's annoying overall there's some uh (laughs) it's it's hard aspects that you have to deal
2: with well will a distributor allow you to just buy one bottle to sit on the shelf that you know you're not going to get rid of for six months or you just go down the party source and just say i'm just going to get this and put it on the shelf
0: no, you get it through a distributor. Yeah, uh, going lost. to party source is illegal. <laughs> uh, just, it is. Yeah, just going and buying a bottle and putting it on yourself is if it's. There's some new laws that are kind of skirted. Like uh, there's a the new vintage law. So like now, like at the restaurant, I've got like 1970s bourbon and limited editions that uh, I couldn't get through a distributor up there that we've been able to use the vintage laws for. Those went into effect last year. Uh, basically, if a bottle's not available. From a distributor anymore, then you can put it on you can buy it from a independent seller. Okay. And put <laughs> it on the shelf. That's fascinating to me. Wow. But I can't just go to a party source and buy a bottle on makers and put it on the shelf.
3: Well, like you know, I was um I was in Chicago and somebody knew that I was in Chicago and they asked me if I'd go to this special store in Chicago, which was not a small store. Uh, Benny's. Benny's, yeah. yeah. And he said, this is, the only, <laughs> there this is the only place you can buy this bourbon. It was called like Wolf Creek or something. It's some kind of pecan. He uses it for smoking, uh, for smoking meat. No, oh, okay. And, uh, and he swears by it. So I was like, well, it sounds interesting. So I got him a bottle and I brought home a bottle. To just have on my bar at my house, and I, you know, everybody that comes over, I'm like, hey, tell me what you think of this. And they're like, oh, this is dangerous. Like, I could, you know, <laughs> you could, it doesn't even burn a little bit. Like, you know, you could get through this quickly. And the, it, I don't know. It's just so fun uh, to watch people, like, get excited to try a bourbon they've never had before. That's
0: what well, we're into. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I, that, that's that what I did. I'm with <laughs> here, Which sounds silly, but it's true. <laughs> there are different, there's cool rubies out there. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There's, Bur- Buffalo Trace makes this bourbon cream and when you mix it with Dr. McGillicuddy's root beer it is insane. Huh.
2: I-, I have some of that in my fridge at home right now, the
0: uh, the cream the or the cream. McGillicuddy's. Yeah, the cream. You got to find That's Dr. Awesome. McGillicuddy. This is it's right. awesome. So where do beer. I get that? No clue. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> story. You know? they, they, is like I don't bollies. know
1: where you can go buy it. You Jungle might have to order Jim's that maybe. one. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's got a good place to I can't even buy bottled RC at Jungle Jim's anymore. <laughs> so Who knows? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are. Yeah. So, yeah, so the, are vodka. the vodka
2: <laughs> people are hurting now. Bourbon's all in. What's next? Bourbon Where's is
0: not going anywhere yeah. for a while. I mean, rum and tequila are coming. They're coming up. And people are starting to dig some different like brandies and stuff. Yeah. Bourbon.
1: Is that due to the tiki bar thing you think that people are of interested in? Tiki's
0: definitely like blowing up. It's having yeah. its heyday right now again. Thanks to the Bravo
2: yeah. Network. the uh, Whatever the damn housewives are drinking. <laughs> My wife actually ordered a, a tequila and soda uh, at some restaurant down in Florida. And I was like, really? She's like, oh yeah, the housewives. I'm like, come on.
0: Tell you who has she drank the bigger about influence? Half of it. <laughs> Oprah. Like, back in, like, 2011, 2012, I had made, like, one Moscow Mule in 15 years of bartending Uh, or whatever. Uh, Then she did, like, one of her episodes of, like, Oprah's favorite things or whatever. Said the Moscow Mule was her new favorite drink. I probably made a hundred of them in the next, like, week. And it quickly became, like, the number one selling drink I've made over the past seven years. Your copper, copper copper. Exactly. Oprah, I I single-handedly attribute that to Oprah. Really, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, but you're
3: right. That was like, it was, yeah, it's something I never heard of before, and then now it's like everybody wants it. We give me Moscow Mule. I don't know if they just like to say it or they like the cup or uh, it's, uh, that's what uh, I feel it's like. There's it. more than just the ingredients. Like it's the experience.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, that's that's yeah, all. I want to be seen holding this weird <laughs> cup, and people <laughs> ask me,
3: "What are you drinking?" Oh, you got to
0: say I mean, we we serve Moscow Mules that are 1.3 <laughs> gallons. It's uh it's eight Moscow mules in one. We have these big crazy straws. And like an old fish bowl and have a nice. Day it's cafe. a high class fish bowl. <laughs> nice. Uh, I got drinks coming in uh pineapples. Our hurricane for two comes in a pineapple. These are all like shareable cocktails. You put it on the table and it's we can party. We go to Riches and get this now. Yeah, it's at Rich's. Oh wow! It's an experience. You, you know, right. people people come in and they do it for the gram. You know, they yeah. come in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah,
3: sure. it, very true. I, you know, there's a couple comedy clubs that for a while they got on board with the, the beer that's in the like giant cylinder. Oh, the yards. The end yeah. And, yeah. And it, it, yeah. There's like, there does seem to be that, you know, when I worked for Procter & Gamble and I went to Belgium, like their whole thing over there was every beer has to be served in its own glass. Like, if they if they ran out of glasses of a certain beer, they wouldn't sell that beer until they had
0: more of the glasses. And I will still sell that beer. Sorry, <laughs> uh, I do have my imperfections. I I believe you gotta you gotta find a happy medium between speed and like customer service and perfection. You know, you always want to be perfect, but if yeah. that's gonna take away from a you know the customer experience then it's
1: are yeah, <laughs> not going to be quite perfect. Where's the craft beer thing going then? Because our, our warehouse manager, Billy, boldly predicts uh, bad things for some of the area's bigger names in the craft beer business because he thinks it's, it's gradually starting to go away. You know... Don't forget, millions of people are listening. No, uh, I, sure so I don't want to misspeak. Uh, I, mean, I can't
0: uh, say the I wrong been, thing.
3: I
1: haven't soured on it. But, uh, <laughs> no, I've still it's been so, crappy. I
0: don't drink near as much of it as I used to. tastes um, taste veered towards the sourness a little bit. But uh, there's... Oh, I mean... It's a bubble. You kind of got to think it's a lot of breweries have opened up in the area. I mean, I think it was Denver, Colorado. I saw a stat in like 2013 or 14 or something. Something like 37 breweries opened up that year, just in Denver. Uh, Cincinnati's up to 45, 50 breweries. I mean, I know it's supported more than that before prohibition, but we were also drinking a lot more beer back then. And they were smaller breweries. So, And as an entertainer uh, behind the bar... Do you kind of
3: prefer to the opportunity to make a drink versus to just pour a drink?
0: Oh, I'll tell you, I love the times when I get to serve a Bud Light and a Fireball. Don't get me wrong. Really? Uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I, you say when we were an OTR. It was great. I mean, you get stuck on cocktails, and All of a sudden, somebody comes up and goes, oh, yeah. "Let me get two Bud Lights and two Fireballs." You're like, "Clink, yeah. there you go." Oh, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, we say vodka pays the bills. Uh, I love <laughs> making cocktails. It's great. I like making people happy and you know them see like. Just seeing their eyes light up when, a, like, a flame shoots up or, you know, you're making this egg drink and they have no idea what you're doing. I love that. I also love giving my hands a break sometimes and just handing over a beer. Yeah. It, yeah. It, and it's,
2: it's annoying, too, with the, when the bar is six deep and, you know, you're looking at the poor guy behind the, the bar, like, throwing, yeah, 27 ingredients into something and shaking and chilling this. And it's just like, oh, come on, let's just get on with it.
0: But. I do, I'll do. i never get tired of making them. You, you can come in on a Saturday night when I'm 3D, but I'll be happy to make you the most insane drink. You just might have to wait a second for it. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to do
1: that in this world? Patience? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a bu- That's, that's hundred years ago. So are you still behind what? the bar a lot, or are you more focused on running the restaurant as a whole? Yes. <laughs> uh, you're a
2: yes, oh, control freak. In the you beginning, you got to kind of be a control break, freak.
0: I mean. you got to... Uh. Uh, I mean I'm still behind the bar 4 or 5 times a week and then yeah I'm still there 7 days a week right now. It'll be like that for a while and then we'll get it running smooth and maybe I'll take a day off. So what's so that's something that Darren and I have run into
3: you know, we've realized that, no offense to you, because you're in the room, but <laughs> no, no employee will care as much about your company as you do, right? Yes. And so, like, how, how have you dealt with that from going from, like, well, being an employee and, and opening a restaurant for someone else that... You know how it's gonna go to you yeah. know having a vision and a passion and trying to your get asking your, your people to buy into it the way that you
0: have. getting people to buy into it. There you go. That's what I was gonna say. Like really getting people to take ownership. Uh, that's what I learned at Goodfellas. They preached the culture into me, and by you know very quickly, I was acting as if I was the proxy owner. Uh, not to say I was. It's just you know I acted. I made sure things were done as if. I own the company and wanted it to be that way. Uh, there's, I w- wouldn't accept anything less. And it's finding these people to that will buy in with you and know that you're going somewhere, and know that your product is going somewhere, and they want to, you know, they want to travel with it. Yeah, uh, I've got some great people that I've worked with over the years that have all developed that sense in them, and I've got great people working for me right now that have that sense in them.
3: That's tough to find.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's we've, we've been uh,
3: very lucky. We we've got several people here now uh pf included that have bought into what we do and uh i think they're they're happy to be along for the ride you know i I wouldn't go as far as to say the fear of missing out but i feel like we've done some cool enough stuff that
0: people are like i want to i want to work it with that environment absolutely it's also how you take care of people you know, it's, it is a quality of life thing, too. I mean, I've heard of some restaurants, well, I've worked at some restaurants where it's truly just like, cut, fruit. you know, you're five minutes late, you're written up. Uh, you got to work with people and make them feel comfortable in their environment. You know, they say, even in the restaurant, restaurants, uh, I think what I saw was it's an average of getting somebody up to speed is like $8,000 worth of training per employee and also the right people. You know, if you're not treating them right and people you're turning that over well you can't make a profit that way yeah. you can't even survive that way right. as well as who wants to keep getting to know all these new people <laughs> right. I, I mean, right. just, just treat people right that's uh you know we were yeah, we were closed Sunday. We we're we we're closed for Easter and Thanksgiving and Christmas Eve and New Year's Day and wow. Christmas Day. You know, we, we we want people to be with their families on those holidays. We Isn't want to Easter work like people. one of the
2: biggest restaurant days? I mean, like you yeah, can put out your little buffet and yeah, so on make some of bank. the
0: places do that. Um, and we probably could have. They had a sold out Easter brunch right across the street. Uh, but it's one of those things. People, you know, people get, need to spend time with their families yeah, too. Yeah, they do have. Yeah, families. there's. We may have made a little we knew people weren't
2: day. buying T-shirts on Easter, so, so that was an <laughs> easy decision for us. <laughs> but that's awesome. The uh, so what about like you know the 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 business side of the things? Is there like a favorite point of sale system you've used over the years, or do you? Uh, I don't know, like like some of the technology.
0: Uh, the technology's definitely gone places. I mean, I've worked with some Stone Age stuff when I was at the <laughs> Hilton in Louisville, the Seal Like I mean, this their version of. I mean, I think it was running on DOS and you, oh you had to, you, you're typing in commands pretty much. You yeah, through the computer, like, and they're going crazy it, right now for the DOS. The DOS. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, and now you know, we're working on stuff that it's all wireless and we're out there with our tablets outside, you know, ringing in orders and it's shooting anywhere we need to go. And I can you know pull up my phone and look up an order from yesterday. Uh, it's. Amazing what things have gone into. Now, can you log in and be like, "All right, well, it says that we sold, uh, you
2: know, twenty-seven Maker's Marks last night, so I'm going to go over to this bottle and make sure that it measures up with that. Is Is it is it like cutting hairs like that deep? Like you, can. you can see.
0: You can. <laughs> I mean, we were a little. Well, was, I mean, I've never been accused of making a weak drink, yeah. I can tell you that much, and There's my, my bartenders are not accused of that either. That's <laughs> I was taught, you know, make a drink the way you do want to drink it, just charge appropriately.
1: People don't mind spending an extra dollar, they just want the drink the way they want it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, too, when you back, got back to the employee thing and making people feel comfortable, it's also, you, you create an environment where people, because you're going to be in the neighborhood for a while, hopefully, that people know your bartender, like, when we go to the casino at the bar, the, the gal knows us immediately. Brings my wife her wine, mm-hmm. and then asks me which beer I want. And so you know, it's it's that's really nice to have that level of service. How often are you at the casino? <laughs> 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 yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Once a week. Once a week. Any <laughs> hey, sir? Lizzie goes to guard practice, and it's a uh, it's hot date night with my wife. So. All right, nice, nice. Good for you. Yeah.
0: yeah, I like it. Now, uh, when I was at the Covington location, we went like two and a half years without turning over a single employee in the bar. Hey, people get to know people. It's yeah. it's wow. fantastic. And then I always tell people, you know, when the bar, you, know, you can tell when people are genuinely enjoying themselves. So the bartenders, the servers, whatever, if they're in a good mood, it's hard for you not to be good mood as a guest, but you can tell when they're faking it, uh, so we well, stay happy. That's why we've been known to throw ice at each other, or pull <laughs> gags on each other behind the bar while we're slammed busy. Yeah. Wow. You know, you're, you're staying in a good mood. <laughs> ice fights at Riches. Let's go. <laughs> Stupid stuff like that. I mean, you just got to keep the mood light. Uh, it's. Like you said, it's at the end of the day, it's just serving drinks and food. It's just making people happy. I stepped
3: out for a minute. Did I did I miss an answer on how Riches was where the name came from?
0: You missed it. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right,
1: I'll yeah. go back and
3: listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's the
0: old
1: jewelry store that okay. used to name Riches. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So do you see yourself as an entrepreneur that you're going to like have a bunch of riches around town, or is it going to be like a Jeff Ruby situation where you open these different places? I, I reckon it's probably the latter just from talking to you for the last hour. Uh, let's just get past number one.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just figure,
0: let's just get past this first uh, patio season first, and then uh, I'll get back to you on okay. that answer. How's that? <laughs> That's a fair play. I mean, yes, I want to expand and do other things. Uh but now I don't want to lose my. Touch. Like I said, I love the neighborhood. I live three blocks from work. I walk to work. Oh, nice. uh, it's it's fantastic. It takes me six minutes to get from my you know from door to door. I think I I, I could be. I don't want
3: to speak for you, but I feel like your your question is not more of like. What are you when you're gonna do something new? But like, is your mentality in a blue sky to yeah, have like fun, the nice. same place a yeah. bunch a bunch of locations, or do you have like I want to open this concept here and this concept somewhere else? I
0: I get the, I just I hate jumping too far ahead of myself. I mean, I do have some ideas for different concepts, That's cool. and okay. I have some there different things that I want to play with. And yeah. you know, uh, my buddy Jacob Trevino, he's uh, he's definitely a uh, oh yeah visionary. He, we he's gotta a, get he's him a, on here. Oh, you should. Daniel he's so awesome. One I want to get. Yeah. Here, he's great like, too.
3: It just seems like everything has got it's all got his stamp on it, but they're all so different and but kind of complimented.
0: That's together. why I was talking about Jacob. I mean, he's just opened up his Lonely Pine, he's got you know, Oval god he's got you know, karaoke bar, Tokyo Kitty. I mean, he's all over the yeah. place, and he's just he, I definitely woke up to him because instead of just having one concept and opening a bunch of them like I did with Goodfellas, you know. A, I think it's a little easier to do that because you have a proven concept, and I love following the proven way. Yeah, but he's just that's all these ideas. It's crazy. Yeah,
2: it's nuts. Yeah, the the Pulp Fiction box. Yeah, video uh, video <laughs>
0: archive. Yeah, uh, he's he's all over the place. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, you, that visionary so what's in that what can people look for in the immediate
3: future that that you feel comfortable Are the patio's opening the
0: patio's up? opening we just launched the new food menu literally five o'clock yesterday Ooh. uh and by 5 15 i had found 20 you know misspellings and punctuation errors that i put on there oh, so no. uh, i got you know we'll print it out again this week uh, you know and uh, we got get our new cocktail menu probably launching about next week still pushing the envelope you know I've, to the competition thing, we've you know done a lot of competitions and still entering more, uh, now and just, pushing the envelope on those cocktails. When you say a new food menu, like how many items did
3: you get rid of and how many did you add, or is it just expanding? We I'm just got, curious.
0: If, let's see, we redeveloped how books for one, and we got rid of like probably a third of the menu and then expanded the menu a bit of oh, just stuff that wasn't selling, exactly or, yeah. stuff that people weren't happy with, stuff that was really poor, like. We had this one dish that was, we called it stuffed peppers, uh, and it was just, it was a raw pepper with pesto mac and cheese and melted uh, monster cheese on top. Half the people that tried it absolutely loved it, because it was like a crunchy pepper against the soft mac and cheese. Other people were like, why the heck is my, pe- my stuffed pepper not baked? <laughs> yeah. uh, and why is it, you know, why is it not soft? So, mm. while pe- some people absolutely loved it, it had yeah. to go, because if half the people are complaining about it, you're just you you can't, and well can't
2: ask people what they want the temperature of their pepper to be how, yeah. to
3: how often do you look at that is it something you're like every six months we take a look at yeah, it I mean or? you're
0: really looking at it every day it's just how often you act on it you gotta you don't want to make knee-jerk reactions but yeah. you know you see a trend That's which, what I was say, and we yeah. saw how a trend you on certain items before uh, you make a move what we were probably we were probably a little slower than we should have been to make a move you know we waited five months to put out the new menu we probably should have done it after like three or four. But it is a new concept, and we're human. We're trying. We're trying to get to <laughs> because you
3: you like it and you believe in it. Uh, no, I, tough?
0: I'm pretty you honestly go I'm good marsh. about that. I hate half the beer I have on tap because I hate <laughs> IPAs, but everybody else loves IPAs, and so I mean I guilty, yeah, right? I, I, I don't even like you know some of the cocktails we serve because I don't like spicy cocktails. I don't like mm-hmm. smoky stuff. i you know, but other people love it, so we develop it.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Cut a little jalapeno and some uh, mixers, do we?
0: Oh, yeah. We've got some spicy tequila cocktails. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, there's a, on the new menu, on the new cocktail, you can get like a pitcher of a spicy passion fruit margarita. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty killer. Well, yeah. I love how your face lights up sometimes when you're talking about these yeah. drinks and just like. Well, that was not even mine. That was uh, one of our bartenders, Ashley, that developed that. And, you know, we, we work on uh, things together and really kind of just try to get to the next level. That's cool. You know when I was at Wise Guy, we won Best Manhattan in Kentucky uh, twice. Uh, actually, one of the coolest experiences—I forgot which year it was. Let's see, I think it would have been like 2016, maybe. So the finals for this Manhattan competition is in Louisville, and like there was like 30 or 40 people submit, and 10 finalists get picked, and you come and all make it. We took—I took first, and I had bartender Kevin took second. Like we took first and second in the state. Whoa. It was awesome. Like, <laughs> those sorts of things, like, you really get to be and proud you of. in the same he, place? What's that? And you worked in the same place? Yeah. So, he, uh, he was one of my managers. Like, so he, that's how
3: another, that's a question. Like, maybe this isn't anything, but, like, somebody comes in, and they they got a Manhattan from the other guy.
1: Yeah, and then you them now you're making the them a Manhattan, Manhattan.
3: like do, do they taste different enough? <laughs> yeah, that so they're this like, was this isn't the same one, even though they're at the same place. Well, so this was uh, when
0: I was telling you about the Manhattan competition. Like you're loosely basing a cocktail on a Manhattan. So like <laughs> okay. mine was called an embargo. His was called uh, don't even remember what it was. A uh, broken hatchet. Uh, so, like, it was, they're two completely different cocktails. Gotcha. And like, if you ask for a Manhattan, you're getting the exact same thing every time. Okay. You, okay. There's that a consistent product. If you come in and ask for Manhattan, you're getting a Manhattan. But you come in, you know Kevin made that broken hatchet, and you want that. You, yeah, you want for the, a broken hatchet? Yeah, exactly.
2: Okay. Wow. So, can All I right. go into uh, Rich's in order and order an embargo? I can figure out a way to make it for you. I nice. think I can. So, what's, uh. What's the key, then? I, I've been a big fan of bitters lately, Something I've never really... Uh, you got probably 50 different
0: but, bitters behind the bar. You know, everything, yeah. every adjunct has a different <laughs> flavor, has a different nuance to it. Man, that's a, that's my go-to anymore in
2: the, the old cabinet. I was like, yeah, let's just throw some bitters on there. You can't go too, can't go too
0: bad. It's fun. I mean, that's I learned to make my own bitters. We don't do it so much anymore just because it's very labor-intensive and there's so many good things out there now that it's almost pointless to do it. Yeah. Uh, but... Do they make a bacon bitters? You I'm sure you can do, find it. <laughs> do you need to have breakfast? To I was say, this guns, is the second bacon. reference it's to bacon <laughs> I've heard. the third, a third or fourth, like, is
1: it?
2: Yeah. I uh, came up over vacation. They're talking about all the different flavored whatevers, and I remember there
0: being that flavored vodka that was uh, bacon-flavored for Bloody Mary's. I definitely uh, made bacon-infused vodka. But, uh, I, <laughs> my first attempt at making bacon-infused vodka, we did fat washing. So we rendered the fat off the bacon... Put it in the vodka, let it sit, then froze the vodka, strained out the fat. That's like fat washing. Then Do we, it every day? We tried <laughs> yeah. it. I, I, I literally, I think one of the bartenders tried it and puked. I tried oh. it and wanted to puke. It was the worst thing I'd ever made. Then we tried just dropping bacon straight in there, and it was absolutely amazing. Uh, not everything turns out great. I've definitely made myself want to like vomit <laughs> You know, behind the bar in that's front of people. Hilarious. Uh, that's why you don't. That's why we do research. Yeah. That way you don't end up with that product most exactly. of the time, at least.
2: But man, there's that one chance that it was going to be a home run, and then you're the you're the bacon vodka guy for the rest of your life, and you're. And moving on up, and you're you know
0: you never know. You got to give it a shot. I said that's why we do it. <laughs> that we take that shot. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yes. So uh, how can people? F-
3: uh, find you online, social media. Tell
0: him, so At riches proper, R I C H S P R O P E R. Instagram and Facebook are the two ways we really push. I'm kind of, you know, my wife does all the social media for the most part. I'm like kind of tech dumb. Instagram. I, I still use a pencil and paper. Uh, like this guy over here. Uh, yeah, I have I'm my. Old. If I lose my <laughs> daily planner, I'm going to. You got you a Franklin. You got a Franklin uh, Covey. What's that? Uh, those old planners. Yeah. Oh, I mean, mine's, yeah, it just like a weekly hurt. planner, handwritten everything. I just realized last night when I was trying to find the address for this place that I never said yes to the calendar invite. I'm <laughs> terrible about that. So everybody tries to schedule online. I'm like, I just forget to hit Yes. <laughs>
3: And what are, your, what are your hours down there? It sounds like you have some late nights, but yeah, uh, are you um, open for lunch? And- we
0: are. We're open at 11.30 every day except for Sunday. We open at 10 a.m. for brunch. Uh, we do brunch on Sundays. And, and then we it. close at midnight except Friday and Saturday we stay open until 2. Uh, late night food, <clears throat> late night drinks. Uh, now, with summertime, you know, my old place, we stayed open till 1 because people were out later in the summer. If people are staying out later in the summer we might you know if the neighborhood's demanding it we'll stay up until you know we'll change our hours to later for the summer very cool oh yeah we do some fun stuff Yeah, like i said we have wednesdays our oyster night dollar oysters five dollar champagne we have brunch on sundays tacos and tequila on tuesdays taco tuesday oh Oh, man man. we gotta get down there check it out yeah so how can uh okay
3: so the other thing is uh we ask our guests to give us a word. And that word is going to be a coupon that people can use to save 20% uh, on their online order or in stores until our next episode comes out.
2: That's since you sure it's not your place. Yeah.
3: Or if you want to make a good <laughs> yeah. of your yeah, place, that's one I'm Feel too. free.
2: <laughs> <You> so uh, <laughs> if you're going to give us
3: a coupon code word, what would you pick?
0: Oh, gosh. Proper?
1: Proper. Love nice. It. And oh. PF is right Huge fan that. Of that is that word. straight in my basket. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. BF so and MC Hammer. They both love the
3: word <laughs> yeah. <love it> proper. <laughs> um, so enter in proper Hammer. on our website, and that will save you 20% until our next episode comes out. And you can also use that in-store to save 20%. So, wow. yeah, I
0: just made a big influence on all the millions of listeners. I mean, you all are going to lose some money on <laughs> no, this. No,
2: yeah, it's going to be. Let's hope.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Time for some deals. Got to be generous to the people every now and then. All the FC fans, come in and get your. Uh... Yeah. I'm looking at all this swag in here. It's insane. <laughs> well, well thanks it, for uh,
2: coming in. Uh, I feel like we've gotten to know you. Got to know you a little bit over the last hour. Uh... Wasn't really too sure about what your story was or where you came from, where you're going, but it sounds like you got a lot going on. And I'm trying, yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, everybody go see him. It's yes, come see me. 703 Madison Avenue. Yeah.
1: Bill Whitlow, Rich's Proper Food and Drink is at 701 Madison Avenue in Covington, and you can go to richesproper.com to find everything you need to know about Rich's Proper Food and Drink. Now, if you're not familiar with Covington, or you're kind of familiar with Covington, right there on Madison Avenue, uh, they're about half a block uh, up from, or down, depending which way you're going, uh, from the Madison Theater, if you've gone there. The Madison Event Center is right across the street. It's Caddy Corner, or Kitty Corner. I always always say Caddy Corner, but I guess it's Kitty Corner, from uh, the Madison Hotel. So, it's right there in the heart of everything, and uh, do check it out. So let me see, if you haven't done so already, check out the Cincy Shirts podcast archives. We've talked about Molly Wellman there back uh, with Bill, and she's been on the show. Uh, Bill Donobedian, the guy who founded and uh, books Bunbury. Greg Hamilton from WWE. John Keyswater. All kinds of great folks have been on, so just go back and listen to them all at your leisure. If there's somebody you'd like to hear, uh, as you heard, Bill was the first in kind of our listener suggestion series. It was actually Darren's neighbor suggested it and didn't Catch him, you know, cutting the grass one day and say, he actually emailed Info with Cincy Shirts and said, hey, you should have Bill Whitlow on. So you can do the same. Just uh, Info with Cincy Put podcast guest into the subject line to help us direct it uh, more quickly to where it needs to go. So one of us can track down the guest you are looking for. And we'll try to get that person on the show. Today's show is produced by me with help from Josh and Darren. Our theme music is Cincinnati by Big Nothing. They are from Philadelphia. You can find their music in iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your music. Find vintage tees from great places like Philadelphia, Boston, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Louisville, Seattle, and many more at OldSchoolShirts.com. We have a lot of defunct teams, old shopping centers, restaurants, radio stations, you name it, from towns across the U.S. It's kind of like Cincy Shirts, but for towns uh, elsewhere in America. So in case you missed it, the promo code for this episode is proper. All uppercase, all lowercase, mix the two, doesn't matter. It should still work either way. You take 20% off your entire Cincy Shirts or OldSchoolShirts.com order, or you can come into our physical, or as we say, brick and mortar stores in Over the Rhine, Hyde Park, or Loveland, and say proper, and they'll give you 20% off your order. Follow our social channels, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat for the latest in C-shirts news. Tell your friends about the show. Give us a good review wherever you get the podcast from. And as always, download or stream us next time. Bye. Cincinnati.